0: I think I think Dave might have strained himself. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk in a voice that sounds like you oh, are yeah. aren't constipated? Yes. Nope. Try I, again. What if I oh, did there that, you go. What if
1: I did that the whole episode?
0: Uh, we would not do this episode. Yes. Oh. <laughs> nope. Goose <laughs> <laughs> no. cheeks. God, it sounds like you're straining. It
1: really does sound painful. <laughs> it is not that painful
0: That's good, please stop <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
1: Welcome back, it is another episode of Goose Chase Goose Chase uh, This uh, this is our, what, 45th,
0: 45th episode, episode. Woo. Almost 50 episodes I don't like the way this microphone is set up right now I like can't see you
1: <laughs> We'll lower it a bit
0: Um, But that means I have to do things You just
1: have to actually just touch it That's what she said. No. That's better. No, no. (laughs) No. Just, yep, there you go. Oh, no. No. Not like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the microphone part was easy. It was the pop filter that was the tough part. We got it, guys. Yeah, we got it.
1: We know what we're doing. We have done this 44 previous times, and we know what we're doing. We are
0: true professionals.
1: Yeah uh we learned a lesson tonight which was never to get a big mexican dinner before the podcast only after
0: only after
1: uh we went up to el cowboy and had a really nice dinner
0: which is spanish
1: for as you know the cowboy the cowboy
0: (laughs) it's like tex-mex food and it's right down the street and it's really good and i had been thinking about it for hours before i said anything
1: it was a really good idea too
0: And then we decided to go before the podcast. Really bad timing. Fatal flaw. Really bad timing. That just knocked Dave out.
1: (laughs) Yep. Well, now we know for next time. Uh, Only to do that after the or uh, yeah after the podcast Uh, because that just really just wiped me out.
0: Yes. Uh, It was a lot of Dave. Are we going to do the podcast tonight? Yeah. 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 Falling back asleep, Dave. If we're going to do the podcast, we should do it now. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. I fall back <laughs> asleep for another five minutes. Dave, we should really think about doing the podcast. We don't have to though. Yeah. No, no, I wanna do it. I'm like, oh jeez, man. It's a bad idea, that L cowboy dinner. Yeah.
1: I get the uh the two burritos smothered in cheese and beans and rice and that wet about
0: burritos. A, a
1: wet burrito.
0: My god, was that good? It just sounds dirty though.
1: It does. It does sound dirty. Yeah. But what it was was, in fact, magical.
0: It's a magical burrito.
1: Can we talk about this? Oh, yeah. Our favorite Neil Breen is back.
0: Our favorite Neil Breen. (laughs) Not any other Neil Breen, but our favorite Neil Breen.
1: Of all the Breens, he's the Breeniest. Mm Mm-hmm. And he is back with another movie. It is called, what, The Twisted... Twisted Pair. Twisted Pair. It is supposed to come out this year. I'm trying to get him to respond to me on Facebook and he will not respond to me. <laughs> but it's w-
0: two breens for the price of one. That's all I. S- <laughs> all I'll say.
1: Yeah, right. The trailer clearly reveals it's it's like there's there's twins, identical twins, and they're both Neil Breen.
0: They're both Neil Breen.
1: I cannot wait. I am it's, so excited about this it's movie. It's
0: like even more Breen-y than the other Breen movies.
1: It's the breenest.
0: They say all. the grass
1: is always breener. And in this case,
0: on the other Breen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to end that one.
0: Um, now I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Trailer looks good. If you want to look up Twisted Pear.
1: Yeah. The trailer is available on I the website. I keep thinking they made it's like
0: film. Pear Like the Fruit. It's not, though. Because <laughs> it's about twins. Pear. Get it? Twisted Pear.
1: Oh my God. It features Neil Breen. And in, like, bizarro Neil Breen.
0: Some of the most stunning visual effects <laughs> in use of green screen yeah, Breen I've screen. ever seen. Breen screen, Breen if skeet, you will. Breen
1: screen, in this case. Yeah. Um, and Neil Breen in a really, really shitty-looking fake mustache and
0: beard. Yeah, cord. yeah.
1: He, he, he raised $7,000 on GoFundMe, and that's the bearded mustache he went with.
0: I mean, the rest of the money was spent on the visual effects. It must have been. And the brain screen.
1: <laughs> the breed screening that made this film uh, what it appears that it is going to be. Yeah. Really fantastic. Super recommend checking the trailer out to that.
0: This dog has been very cuddly today.
1: He has. He's been very nice. Today Just was
0: a nice day. Continuing the cuddle. Yes, we watched a whole season of Queer Eye today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, sat working in my office with the Queer Eye off to the side there, and we watched, effectively, the entire second season. It
0: was the entire second season.
1: Really good. I gotta say, I'm yeah. glad they brought this show back. I'm glad they're like, you know... It,
0: you I, never watched any of the original, right? No. We should watch some of the original.
1: I bet it would feel really weird now.
0: Yeah, it's totally, totally different. Yeah,
1: because, like... The way they talk about everything has got to be different. Right. I mean, it's just like because, the, the you know, America underwent such a huge cultural shift since that show aired.
0: I'm curious to watch some of the old ones, though, and compare.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I definitely want to see that. Um, so, yeah, we did that. Um,
0: and then we ate all Cowboy, and that's about it.
1: And that brings us to right now. Yeah. Um
0: Last night we played some D&D.
1: Yeah, last night's D&D campaign.
0: I I joined the group for the first time. That's right. And that was fun. It took you guys an awful long time to meet up with my character. Hours. But that was okay.
1: It took hours. I was
0: warned beforehand (laughs) Yeah. that the group likes to do everything but get into action.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what happened yeah uh we had a lot of fun last night last night was very interesting uh and we ended up basically like off to a really good a really good quest yeah um we we solved, solved a some puzzles we solved some puzzles we did some wacky things i don't know it's
0: we yeah. bought some cool items yeah. Well, you guys bought some cool items?
1: Gosh, we encountered the most fabulous shopkeeper in the entire uh, universe. <clears throat> Gilmore. Gilmore. Uh, who is super fun and sassy.
0: Gilmore's Glorious Goods. Yeah.
1: I'm now uh, unfortunately branded with a magical... Where Your every boots, t- yeah. Every time I step, I see the logo for Gilmore's uh, shop.
0: Gilmore's Glorious Goods. It just comes up in like a rainbow light. From your boots every time you step
1: This is also, a problem
0: other members of the party have that as well Not on their boots, but like on their weapons Because they like Try to work out some kind of a price deal
1: Yeah, right
0: But yeah, it's a good time
1: Yeah, d sweet. d was sweet it was fun. Uh, We have some other stuff to talk about But I feel like we'll end up talking about it in our middle segment Yeah Because uh, we had another adventure this last week mm-hmm. uh, Something fun to talk about
0: Yeah Oh, do you're yeah, so tired? Know,
1: seriously, this is like a horrible way to do the Sorry, show. Okay, guys.
0: Um I think maybe it's about that time. I think we ought to play that game that's
1: taking the internet by storm.
0: By storm?
1: That classic game.
0: That classic game. Would it by any chance be the one <laughs> with the song that goes it's time for <laughs> Trues and <fnoos>. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> was, it gets worse every it does, fucking week. You know?
0: You're tired. It's I'm worse tired. Every week. Oh, One of these days we're just going to record a version and insert it, but we never yeah, do. No. Keep don't. saying we it.
1: We <laughs> have to go back and find the one time we didn't screw it up.
0: Yeah, that one time that it was okay.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yes, time to play the news quiz, the game uh, truths <laughs> and news, where Christy will present me with two false stories, one true story, and I have to guess the true story from the false story or the truth from the news. Yes. I, I just like saying it.
0: You said it <laughs> real fast. <laughs> um, um. Yep. You ready?
1: That's the game. Yes, I am ready.
0: That's the idea. <sighs>
1: going to crush it. So gonna First crush
0: headline. It. Yes, let's hear it. After 10 years of living together, woman discovers elaborate trap, doors, and labyrinths husband hid in their home.
1: Oh, my God. I hope that's not true. Oh, my God.
0: Second headline. Oregon woman finds cougar in living room, says telepathy helped her get it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: Third headline. 14-year-old apprehended after a 15-minute police chase in a go-kart from Sports World.
1: (laughs) No kidding. Wow. Want to recap? This is a really good one. This is a really good news quiz.
0: You know when I came up with these? When? While we were watching Queer Eye.
1: So like today?
0: (laughs) Today while it was sitting right behind you. Oh my
1: god. Those are all really good. Let's hear it again.
0: First headline After 10 years of living together, woman discovers elaborate trap doors and labyrinths, husband hid in their home. Second headline Oregon woman finds cougar in living room, says telepathy helped her get it out. Oh my god. Third headline 14 year old apprehended after 15 minute police chase in a go kart from Sports World. <laughs> Which is every fourteen-year-old's dream. I if know. We're being honest,
1: if only I was that cool at fourteen to you know, like stage a uh, police chase of me in a go kart. Wow, this is tough. All of these sound very strange but plausible to me. This is a real dicey one. I. I believe I'm going to guess. That it's the woman with the trapdoors and stuff in her house that her husband put there. I feel like that one's so weird. It's got to be it.
0: That's your final answer. Yeah. Nope. Oh no!
1: No. Do you want a second guess? I do. Uh, telepathy cougar.
0: Yes. <laughs> No shit. Telepathy cougar is real.
1: <laughs> no kidding.
0: Um, so, the, an Oregon woman found a mountain lion in her living room.
1: That's horrifying, by the way.
0: Um, she basically posted about it on social media. So, her post read This is wild. There's a mountain lion in our living room. <laughs> Loving her to peace. Social go outside. Social go out safely. Loving her to peace? P-E-A-C. So there's pictures of this mountain lion behind the couch looking at her. And then later, the mountain lion fell asleep behind the couch. And pictures pretty close of a sleeping mountain lion. No. Um, She says a housemate shouted after seeing the animal and Taylor said the cougar was agitated and tried to leave through a closed window before hiding behind the sofa. When Taylor went to check on the animal later, she found it asleep. Who, like, stays in the house with a cougar? Okay. No. Anyway. No way. When I made noise, she woke up and looked startled, so I consciously raised my frequency, (laughs) gazed lovingly into her eyes, and communicated using feline-speak eye-blinking to calm her. Jackson Galaxy would be so proud. Um, No way. It was amazing to realize that this worked. I gazed lovingly, then she blinked hard, and then she did it back. Then she went back to sleep. Some would call a a loving, continued gaze with a wild animal might be like a challenge. Yeah, like threatening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Taylor explained in her post that cats are extremely psychic and perceptive of energy. Before (laughs) dawn, Taylor said she sent the animal telepathic pictures of roots out of the house and up into the hills, then woke the animal up with drumming. A video posted to her Facebook shows a mountain lion leaving its place behind the couch and appearing to exit the house as drumming echoes in the background. Oh my God. She roused and knew just what to do walking out through the open doors, through the yard, across the creek, and through the empty field behind us exactly as we had shown her. Taylor said she had extensive experience with energy and animals and does not suggest seeking out encounters with mountain lions. Good advice. Uh, May she stay safely in the hills to enjoy a long life as a wild and healthy lion, Taylor said. Should you encounter a cougar, officials say, make yourself appear bigger by putting your arms up or out, And make noise to shoo the animal away. Probably don't blink at it. They didn't say that, but that's what I say. Uh, Turning around and running may make you appear like prey. Yeah. That
1: is so... That is so insane to me. Just, I raised my frequency. Really? Well, what's that look like? I don't know.
0: Right. What exactly is that supposed to do? How
1: high do you think they were for the duration of this experience?
0: Uh, high enough to basically have a drum circle with a cougar in the house. <laughs> I like to think the drum circle was already scheduled and they just went about their plans. Yeah, right. Like, hey,
1: thanks for coming, guys. Just want you to know, don't
0: mind the cougar. There's
1: a cougar in the living room. It's fine. We've been sending it mental images of how to leave, so that'll. We're just
0: gonna do this in the kitchen this time. <laughs> That's
1: so weird to me.
0: Weird. Yeah, like, I
1: I can't imagine... That. First of all, I'm almost certain those people don't have kids. If they did, right? Oh, like, right, right, It'd be a different story, don't you right.
0: think? Right. Who's going to let a yeah. cougar near their kids? Who's going to let their kids near a cougar, is what I was going to say. <laughs> That's just not safe for the cougar. Right.
1: Yeah, who's going to let their kids <laughs> near that cougar? He's going to be done for.
0: I mean, he'll have bows in his little ears and... <laughs>
1: yeah, like that. Like a
0: pink sparkly collar and...
1: That sounds all right.
0: Know who it reminds me of? What's mm. her name from Tiny Toons?
1: Elmira.
0: Yes, we just <laughs> we watched Tiny Toons Summer Adventure a while ago, and she like gets lost in like a jungle kind of thing, and tries to make all the wild animals her pet. That's
1: right. She goes through a drive-through safari, but then yeah. gets out of the car and then basically terrorizes all of the the, the animals in the safari after yes. that
0: lions and panthers and all <coughs> the like
1: elmira is a weird character because she like simultaneously looks like a little girl and like elmer fudd like she's a weird like <laughs> yes. pig nose thing
0: yeah i think that's what they're going for right i guess maybe elmira elmer oh. fudd and she she doesn't hunt oh but she
1: my god
0: captures animals I didn't get that till now either. Also, I just realized (laughs) that Elmer Fudd is trans. What? Elmer Fudd is trans. Because they're all like their little versions of adult cartoons, right? Or maybe she's Elmer's niece or something. Wait, wait, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so not connecting. I guess you're trying to say Elmer Fudd.
0: Elmira grew up to be Elmer.
1: I get it now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i don't think it works though because it's not like any of them are like baby bugs or bugs bunny or yeah right
1: yeah you know that's a a thing i don't think i ever fully grasped about tiny tunes is like what the connection is to all the Looney tunes
0: they're probably like like they're not the kids kids or nieces and nephews um Just other tunes, just like baby versions. Yeah. Like tiny versions. That's why they're tiny tunes.
1: Now that I did get.
0: I'm proud of you. Also, <laughs> um, what's his name made a cameo in that episode? Larry David. There's definitely a cartoon oh. of Larry David in that.
1: Yeah, it was like a guy in line at the movie theater, and he looks exactly it's like Larry David.
0: It's clearly supposed to be Larry David. Yeah. That was like in the 90s.
1: Yeah, like when Larry David was a writer, not a face he would know. Right. Yeah. He didn't
0: have his show yet, but I mean, he was still, he was, I'm sure, known to other writers. So one of the writers had to yeah. put him in. He,
1: mu- he must have been like, yeah, exactly. He would have been like massively well-known as an individual, but just not an actor yet.
0: Yeah. Yep. Why are we talking about I Tiny
1: Toons? I have no idea.
0: Let's move on to the middle. Segment. <laughs> this is what happens when we're tired.
1: Yeah, I know. This is too a very much
0: tiny talk.
1: Strange episode. Um, this week we went
0: on a little trip.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we went. Uh, we went out of uh, the state to go to
0: another state.
1: Another state. That's right. <laughs> uh, we went to visit uh, my uh, my sister and her husband in Baltimore, and we had a Good pretty morning, sweet time.
0: Good Baltimore.
1: Yeah, Baltimore is a city that I didn't really know just about anything about until we went Really didn't have like much I did, like We were talking about it, but like When when I thought about Maryland I didn't associate anything with it for some reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like it was like a gap in my knowledge That I didn't realize existed until we were about to go out and visit Are you are, Oh my god oh, I'm
0: just yawning yeah, hard
1: I see uh, so we went to visit, it, uh, it was, ended up being like a five and a half hour drive, and mm-hmm. we got to see some really interesting things.
0: We stopped and got some sandwiches at <laughs> Subplicity.
1: Subplicity in Breezewood. Yeah. A very fantastic little uh, sandwich shop.
0: They were good sandwiches. Yeah, they were good sandwiches. And they sandwiches. were really fast. So naturally,
1: so naturally, Christy left like a multi-sentence review <laughs> on their whiteboard. They
0: had a whiteboard for you to leave comments, and the only comments on it were good and awesome. And yeah. I felt that that wasn't doing the board justice. It lacked a certain eloquence. It did. <laughs> so I left a glowing review that was a few sentences long.
1: Yeah. Would you like to tell the fine people what that review said?
0: Um, I think it was something along the lines of this sandwich elevated me to a higher plane of existence. Yes. Um, oh god, there was more.
1: That's the part that matters to me, is that it elevated you to another plane of existence. I
0: also complimented their fast service, <coughs> right. and pl- fast and pleasant service. Yeah. And I said that the hot peppers really tied it all together. <laughs>
1: It was really funny because, like, I knew you were writing it behind, like, over my shoulder, like I and I did not have the nerve to turn around and watch you writing an essay on this uh, this board. It took
0: me a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, I really wanted to stop on the way home and see if the note was still there. Yeah. But we ended up taking a different route. Yeah, right. We did. So we missed it.
1: Um, so that was that was before you. That was just in Bracewood. We uh we got into town on Thursday. And we, uh, we went uh, uh more or less immediately out for dinner. We had a nice dinner at a place that I cannot think of the name of. Uh, in
0: I can't either.
1: The restaurant is in Hampton. Which another thing we learned about the Baltimore area is there's all these little sort of mini neighborhoods and stuff that are like, uh-huh. like uh, they have their own malls. Part of the t- most most a lot of, the of times they're
0: built around a mall. Or like something like that. Or they have like a strip of stores yeah. and stuff. It's just like any city that is very neighborhoody. Yeah. But they have a lot of like these really hip neighborhoods that have like lots of shopping and cute things to do.
1: It seems like so many of them are so distinct too. Like yeah. very unique places.
0: Yeah, and Hamden, it it's pronounced Hamden, but it's spelled Hampton. H-A-M-P-D-E-N. And it's like the kind of hipstery neighborhood. Yeah. Which I always, always enjoy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I sigh because I've been called a hipster, but. <laughs>
1: you say this is so much shame. Yes, but. I've been called a hipster.
0: <laughs> I never want to admit it, but it was a nice area and the food was good <clears throat> and everyone was really nice. And I yeah. really like independently owned. <laughs> now the independently owned shops. Yeah. And I went to a really nice yarn store there. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a comic from the yarn store because it was like $5 and it was written by someone local. I think it might have been someone who was dating someone who worked at the shop. And it's a web comic. God, do you remember the name of it?
1: It's the one about the little old lady?
0: Yeah. Nope. Crap, it's upstairs. <laughs> Maybe during the break I'll run up and get it so sure. I can tell everyone the name of it in the website. It's a webcomic, but because it contains lots of like knitting humor, he printed out the prequel to the webcomic, and he sells it at the store. Um And his girlfriend is a knitter, so she vets all of the, n- the knitting humor to make okay. sure it, it passes her standards. <laughs> um, but basically the gist of the comic is that um, this elderly woman, she's an octogenarian, passes away. And are you okay over yeah, I'm there? Yeah, just
1: like, pouring liquid all over. I, my, my, my vape just like burst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's no bueno.
1: Nope. Just
0: pouring nasty burned
1: liquid onto myself. That's fine. Please continue. <laughs>
0: um, so she's an octogenarian. Yeah. And she passes away. And she's happy to go meet her husband in heaven or whatever the equivalent is. Yeah. And then discovers that he errantly went to hell and she has to go rescue him. That's nice. Yeah. Um, My favorite part of the prequel is that she, so she passes away and she finds herself on the river Styx. And uh, Chiron is leading her across. But she needs to pay him. Yeah. And she doesn't have much on her. She has like, she's like, oh, I have some heart candies. And he's like, oh, you got a butterscotch? <laughs> and then it just shows him leading her across the river. <laughs> and then um, she she calls him Karen. Yeah. Which I thought was really cute. Like Karen,
1: like K-A-R-E-N. It's, <laughs> like
0: it's spelled Chiron when he introduces himself. But when she says his name, she says Karen, K-A-R-E-N. <laughs> I just thought thought was a cute touch. That's nice. Yeah, it was real nice. It was sweet. And then, so I got some yarn from there, and mm-hmm. the shop owner was really sweet. That was Lovely Yarns, I think. And I, then, I don't remember. Um, then, if that wasn't Lovely Yarns, then the one in Philly was Lovely Yarns, because I stopped at multiple yarn stores. Yeah. um, And then she told us to go to the bookstore a couple doors down, because they're like a bookstore slash, like, comic booky kind of store Uh and in the back they have a bar Uh, we didn't even get a chance to go to the bar part because we had other things we wanted to do but yeah i bought a book there and some stickers and a an enamel pin and it was really nice
1: We ate an absurd amount of ice cream on this trip.
0: We ate so much ice cream. (laughs) I
1: guess not really absurd, but we just like did ice cream back to back. For
0: me, it was a lot of ice cream. (laughs) Because I had eaten ice cream the day before, and I'm lactose intolerant. So then we ate ice cream that day, Mm -hmm. and then we ate ice cream the next day. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I've now had ice cream three days in a row. Uh,
1: One of the most interesting things we saw was, uh, or at least I think, was Ellicott City.
0: Yeah, which I, is uh,
1: like a like a small town that's like all hills and windy and old, you know, sort of old fashioned and mm-hmm. um, you know
0: what it kind of reminds me of, like a little a little different but kind of like the main dragon Salem, if it was like windier, like it, I'm sure a lot of like consignment shops and you know independently run shops again. Yeah but very quaint um, one of the ice cream shops we went to called Scoop-A-Dee-Doo. yeah was there
1: every everything out in the baltimore area Everything's has to have a great so name so cutely
0: named yeah. like i don't know how they do it but
1: now ellicott city had had a uh, lot of trouble over the last few years with floods and actually when we went it was the first day that they opened the main road into town
0: yeah so most uh, of the, the stores public. weren't open yeah and just like a couple were the ice cream shop was and a couple other ones. Yeah. I guess uh, the reason for their issues with flooding is that they're kind of a low lying area. Uh-huh. And over the years they've done more and more and more development in the areas kind of surrounding them that are above them. Yeah. And so the more they develop, there's more concrete and less earth to like yeah. absorb the rain and everything. Yeah, uh, when there is heavy rainfall, and so it all just goes down to Ellicott City. Yeah, a lot of and Just in the past several years, they've had several severe floods. Some shops have moved out of the area because of it, but or closed down entirely. A lot of the shops are trying to come back, but it's difficult. They've yeah. tried to do things in the meantime to like mitigate the problem. But it just seems like they've tried to do that, but just haven't done it fast enough before the next time something happens. Right. I was a little concerned because as we were, like, leaving the city and everything, they were still getting more rain as yeah. we were leaving. So yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I hope it doesn't flood again for them. Well,
1: areas out that way are flooding right now, like yeah. Gettysburg, apparently, tons of flooding and, like, you know, like stuff – Stuff out in the general, you know, region has just been getting hammered with rain, um, which is really, like, concerning and upsetting to people out there, especially the people of Ellicott City.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I hope that they, um, you know, they that they didn't get any flooding this time around and they're able to do things to keep that from happening again and shops come back and, yeah. and all that. Because it was a really cute place. I, I wish that it. We had been able to see it at a better time Me too But next time we go, hopefully things will be better and we'll get a better look at it Yeah um, We also went, we walked around the harbor
1: Yeah, right we Took a around,
0: nice long walk
1: Yeah, around the, uh, in the inner bay uh, of Baltimore That was really cool
0: Took um, a little tour of a lighthouse
1: The the same location, in fact, that I had once used in the news quiz as the location of a giant crab <laughs>
0: Oh right, right.
1: That a giant crab <laughs> had crawled out of the ocean.
0: That's right. I didn't even think of that while we were there. But yeah, um,
1: <laughs> we didn't see any giant crabs. No. I will say that very clearly.
0: Um, but that that was really fun. It was a nice long walk. We went to a really cool Barnes and Noble. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like a unique Barnes & Noble in a building that used to be a power plant or around a power plant. So it had all this, like, you
0: know, it, like it cool elevator like, things. And it looked like stacks. they had lighthouses inside of yeah the Barnes and & Noble. And I honestly didn't know it had been like a power plant. I just thought they did it as a design element because... Yeah. Of you know it being by a lighthouse and it being by the bay, but
1: on, on the outside of the building, much above the Barnes and Noble like logo and all the other logos <laughs> of that, it did say like you know like old power plant or something. Uh, it had some okay. kind of a sign on okay. there.
0: I didn't notice that. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, that was cool. I got a graphic novel meant for children called Roller Girl. It's <laughs> from. It's written and illustrated by a roller derby girl for a Portland roller derby team. Her name is Winnie the Pow. And it was really nice. You actually bought that for me, so mm-hmm. thanks again. I read it that day while yeah. we were in the car, and then I let our friend Aubrey borrow it, and she read it in like a day and a half and already gave it back to me. Yeah. So it's, it's a really cute read. I recommend it if you're looking for something light, but it probably will make you cry a little bit. The Sweet
1: story. The Baltimore Inner Harbor is really cool. There's lots of cool stuff to see and walk around and, and check out and... They have a Shake Shack. We ate Shake Shack. We'd never had Shake Shack before. How
0: many more times can we say Shake Shack?
1: I, I, I just, it just, <laughs> it shook me right up. I'll tell you what. It was great. He
0: was shaking like a shack.
1: Um, <clears throat> we really enjoyed that. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, we saw some other things. We, we went to Protein Books, which was a cool mm-hmm. bookstore that had a. Uh, it's a
0: bookstore, record shop, and curiosities museum. Yeah. And apparently, oh, what's the website? Oh, crap. So a website where you could use to like plan your trips if you're looking for that kind of stuff like different curiosities and stuff. I
1: don't know about and it. And apparently,
0: oh, Trish mentioned it to me. Okay. Um apparently it's on that website as like a suggested place you visit yeah. when you go to Baltimore. That's
1: It's so. cool. They put some thought into it. They they even had a little arrangement for this uh little monster whose name I can't remember which is just like Boger a Booger baby. No, 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 no. The Booger Baby was good. The great, Booger though.
0: Baby was good.
1: But it was a little monster that's just a head on legs, and uh, he's the reason that you Pop-a-Lon. find... pop That's it. He's the reason that you find single shoes around, because they have two right feet. Right. So he's the reason that you find one shoe sometimes, is he'll go around and steal, like, only the right shoes. <laughs> that was very interesting. Um, so that was really cool enjoyed that place uh the big thing we went for was uh our pixies and weezer show yes which uh I really really enjoyed both bands I I've been wanting to see weezer since I was in middle school you know yeah uh so it was really really cool to uh to see them perform and like pixies is like one of the coolest acts of all time I think
0: yeah we were talking before the show that it was like Basically, they were sharing the headliner title, but Weezer was the headliner. Like, they played last, and we were talking about it beforehand, how you thought that was kind of weird. It felt weird to me. But having seen it, I understand why. Yeah. And they're also just two different kinds of bands. I mean, the Pixies have always kind of been the band that are like, this is our music. Like it or leave it. This is what it is. We're going to go on stage, and we're going to play it. But there wasn't like a bunch of fanfare. There wasn't pyrotechnics. There wasn't anything super fancy. It just was the music, which right. is what the Pixies does, and that it was great. Yeah, but it's not like over the top, you know? Right. And it super wasn't like very fan like oriented as far as like a,
1: there wasn't a lot of crowd participation. There wasn't a, like you know there was no talking to the crowd. It was just. Thanks. And the next song, you know, it was like a yeah. pretty bare bones uh, sort of like presentation.
0: Yeah. Which isn't to say like <clears> I was disappointed <throat> at no. all.
1: It was awesome. It was
0: great. They played it was everything just up. like that's that's the Pixies. They played Broken Face. Yeah. I and they love that song. They played Monkey Gone to Heaven. Yeah. Which I was very happy. I was very happy with everything they played. Both bands.
1: hey is great. That was awesome.
0: Both bands opened with. Kind of crowd pleasers, yeah, that are like the best known songs kind of of that band. Um, Pixies opened with
1: opened with Where's My Mind? Where's My Mind? Yeah, and
0: Weezer opened with Buddy Holly,
1: yeah. And they actually had a setup on stage, yeah, like, like Ralph's Diner or whatever, which
0: I thought was cool. Um, or
1: Arnold's, what is Arnold's? Arnold.
0: <laughs> they in they both were super good. I really enjoyed myself. I thought Weezer put on a really good show too. Yeah, a lot of audience participation. Uh Um, Rivers came out into the audience at some point and did a couple songs by himself. He did "Take on Me" by Aha. Yeah, and he did. um, Yeah, what what was the other one? He did Uh, "The Island in the Sun" "Holiday." Oh yeah, yeah. And then they for their. Encore. Encore. I'm losing words today. Where like is, crazy. where are your words? Uh, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> um, for the encore, they did Toto by Africa yeah. as their last song.
1: You know, it was time to bless those rains.
0: Down in Africa. Yeah. They had to, they had mm-hmm. to do it. Apparently they had like leaked a video or someone had taken a video of them doing that. And so now like on this tour, everyone expects them to do it.
1: Sure. So well, they released the single,
0: or is that what they did? Yeah,
1: I... they released a single this summer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it was. It's I didn't funny realize that. Because basically, someone tweeted at them that exact thing. They said, "It's time to bless the rains down in Africa," <laughs> and they responded to his tweet with the fully finished single.
0: That's amazing.
1: Because they're you know they're from the internet. Um, yeah. So uh, so ever since everyone's been losing their minds about. This, uh, so
0: I didn't know that setup. So at the end he was kind of hinting Well you know what song we have <coughs> to do And kind of give a couple hints Where do we need hints. to go Somewhere s- south Somewhere s- sunny Where are we going <laughs> And
1: I was sitting there I knew about the Africa thing And I was like What are they talking
0: about <laughs> I, I thought That's what he was hinting at But I didn't have the context Of any other reason they'd be doing the song yeah um but that song has been it has gotten a resurgence of popularity lately yeah and maybe partly because of them but i think even before them doing it it just had i don't know why that song is
1: freaking awesome it's
0: a great song yeah i love that it's not
1: some kind of like ironic hipstery thing like oh look how weird i am that i'm listening to this like it's a great song
0: and like i Apparently one of the I think the lead singer from Toto, like someone interviewed him about like Weezer covering their song and he kinda it sounded like he kinda took it as like they were being tongue in cheek about it and like were being ironic about it. Yeah, he said no one's
1: laughing any harder than us. Like we're all gonna have a great laugh about this and it's like not. I
0: don't think they're laughing at you. Like I think everyone honestly, for the most part, appreciates a song. Like I like it because I am a huge fan of harmonies and that song has amazing harmonies. It does. And that song is just very full and like has so much going on, but it's not overwhelming. It's just a really good song. Yeah. Um, it's like the same reason I like the band Chicago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just like a lot going on, but really well done. Yeah. A lot of harmonies, very full.
1: Or for that matter, Super Tramp, same thing.
0: Yeah. it, it It's a great song. And I don't know anyone who like likes the song. Who likes it ironically. Yeah. Like, I think for the most part, everyone really loves that song. Yeah. And it's a song you feel in your chest when it comes on. You just, yeah. like, feel that song. So uh, that was cool for them to end it that way. Um, It was, we went to see them, it was in New Jersey. Yeah. So in, it took us a couple Camden. hours to get back. Yeah. yeah. We went to Philly before we went to the show.
1: Yeah. We
0: I, got some cheesesteaks. I want
1: to discuss this. I know okay. we're, we're kind of running along it here. It doesn't matter. I want to discuss this. There is a there is a rivalry in Philadelphia about which is the best of two Phillies, which they're the It's steak a tale chefs, of two
0: Phillies. It's a tale of two Phillies.
1: They sit at opposite <clears throat> sides of a corner in Philadelphia, sort of like, a, like a facing each other
0: hmm it's Pat's and Geno's.
1: Yeah, Pat's, Steaks, and Geno's. And uh, the, the the claim is that Pat is the inventor of the Philly, if you can believe. You know, I can't imagine that we could trace the invention of putting meat and cheese into a...
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's at least the claim, right. is that he's... I don't know if he was the first one to do it, but he was the first one to probably call it a Philly. Sure. Like, you know, make it a distinct thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we got one of each, we got one of Pat's and we got one of Gino's. We ripped them in half and we each tried one half.
0: Let's be honest. You ripped yours in half. I ate half of mine and then gave the other half to you. (laughs) Okay. Because your line, you went to Gino's and I went to Pat's and at Pat's, the line was not that long and they were very efficient and they had a sign that said the rules for ordering... Yeah, right. and at the end the fourth rule was if you mess up no big deal just get to the back of line and try again <laughs> <laughs> um and it had that very brusque kind of quality to it very yeah. fast there was like banter between them and the people in front of me like yeah the people in front of me ordered uh uh, Philly, they ordered Phillies with onions, but with American cheese. Yeah. And like, which is an option. Yeah. um, And the guy making them looked at like the older lady who was one of the ones ordering and goes, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like flirted with him <laughs> and the other guy making the sandwiches and the other guy like flirted back. And it was super funny and like sweet. I'm like, okay, like they're so used to this. Like yeah. they are so used to this. And you tell them what you want, and they hand it to you five seconds later, and then you go to a different window if you want to order drinks and fries and all that stuff, and it was just fast. Yeah. Um, It was not cheap, however, because a Philly, I got whiz wit.
1: Yeah, now... Which it's, is whiz the,
0: with onions.
1: Yeah, whiz wit or whiz wit
0: out. <laughs> um, and that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Uh, and you... That's like the, the typical one. So for... A whiz wit, 11 bucks. And same, then I got a fry, a small fry.
1: Same price at Gino's, I believe.
0: I thought you said 10 at Gino's. So Might just a 10. dollar difference. Yeah. Uh, and then a fry was five bucks. So I paid 16 bucks I didn't even get a drink. No. Um, and I was still
1: hungry after. Right. Which, whatever. But okay. they were not small sandwiches.
0: And you stood in a line of like 30 people. So it yeah. took you longer. Also, like, the Geno's is the flashier of the two. Geno's are the ones that are
1: trying to make a little empire out of it. Right.
0: They got flashing lights and neon and...
1: They have a merch store across the street.
0: Pat's has none of that.
1: No. Pat's is like, we make sandwiches.
0: Yeah. Pat's (laughs) feels like the original.
1: Yeah. It does. It's bread is thicker. It's everything about it i just to be honest i liked more i mean i think gino's is like the the fast foodier version of the thing that pat's did for a long time
0: that's what i got out of it too gino's was saltier their yeah. cheese was a little runnier yeah. it tasted more like american cheese to me yeah um not that there's like a great quality difference between like cheese whiz essentially and american cheese but right. uh it it did taste like not as good ingredients maybe like cut a couple corners
1: a little bit cheaper bread's a little lighter everything is just kind of
0: i mean it was still very good like you wouldn't it wouldn't be a big deal if you chose to go to gino's over pads like yeah if you had to choose one and that's when you chose it'd be fine
1: you're still gonna get a sandwich you like
0: yeah it's still a really good philly yeah but i told dave i don't think that either of those places are where people from philly actually eat on a regular basis right because it's like 10 or 11 dollars for a freaking sandwich yeah. like they, they're for the tourists sure honestly if you're in the area maybe you'll stop and get one there because they are good but everyone yeah. else is just eating the ones from like food carts and shit yeah, like
1: right exactly like the no names or little
0: like hole in the wall places yeah not uh, right there, so.
1: So, yeah. I will say this, uh, and I kind of want to move on here because we're at 44 minutes and we haven't even gotten into the topic yet. All right. But I want to say, uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I really enjoyed Philadelphia. <laughs> I, like, uh, due to the general uh, buffoonery of the Philly Flyers, I have had a little kind of a an X on Philadelphia in my head for a long time.
0: I've I've talked to people from Philly over the years because of a job that I had. I had to talk to a lot of people from people from Philly and a good portion of them were assholes. <laughs> um But I liked Philly a lot. I did too. You know, we didn't get to see a lot of it. I'd like to go back one day and make it more of a trip. Yeah. I'd like to see more of it. Basically, like they, they say it's a city of brotherly love, right? And yeah. what I got from that, what I experienced there was like it doesn't mean that everyone is super duper nice to you. What that means is, like, you feel like these people are your brothers. Like, you feel like they're going to, like, kick the shit out of you. Like, they're just going to, like, they're, they're going to make fun of you and razz you, you a little bit. Yeah. But it's done out of, like, a good place. That is the feeling I got. Yeah. Bobo. Go. Go, Lita. No, I'm not going to pet your butt if you act like this.
1: um yeah no i think that you're right i got a sense of that in philadelphia it's an interesting place uh people are a little bit different there we were only there for a short while but
0: and we did use that really weird bathroom
1: that weird oh an acme
0: (laughs) store and we may or may not have seen this we didn't see it
1: we got to talk about that
0: uh your sister took a picture of it but uh there was a knife (laughs) on top of the toilet but it had the tip removed so it wasn't pointy but there it could have been a poop knife i believe it was a poop knife. i think it was a poop knife which is
1: insane because i'm still i still have not come around to the idea that a poop knife is a thing at all but there was a blunted knife on top of the toilet
0: it was a poop knife it
1: had to be a poop knife
0: it feels like it was a poop knife.
1: I I just can't believe. It's so weird. We still have the picture. It's just a very strange
0: thing. Maybe we should try to post it to the page.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe we should.
0: But uh, yeah, you'd like to get... It was in a grocery store, and there's a sign for restrooms. But to get to the restrooms, you have to go into like their back room yeah. where all of their like supplies are... You have to are. go completely
1: through their entire warehouse.
0: Yeah, and walk all the way through it to the other side where the bathrooms are and then all the way back around out the same door to get out. Because if you try to go out the other doors, it goes into like a prep room. Yeah. So it was very strange. There wasn't great signage. And I was like the whole time I'm like, does there insurance cover people being back here that don't work for the store? This is weird, right?
1: I want to say one last thing, which is to say thank you so much to Dom and Jess for showing us around and making it a really nice time. Um, it was super cool to see Baltimore for the first time. To see a lot of, almost all of that was brand new to me. All yeah. of that was brand new to me.
0: I had never been, so it was <coughs> new to me.
1: Yeah, and I just, I really had a very good time. Their bed was super comfy. It was a very comfy and, bed. Uh, and, Their
0: cats were cute. Yeah. and We watched movies at night when mm-hmm. we got so exhausted from walking around during the day. <laughs> yeah. We had really good food. Um, it was a great time It was just Not awesome It was a really good time
1: So I really appreciate uh, Them You know Making it nice for us And showing us around And taking You know Time to Really make it special For us um,
0: Alright
1: We gotta take a break here Yes uh, And when we come back We'll talk about The main subject Or topic for this episode Alright Alright mm-hmm. St- Stick around And we're back.
0: And we're back. Yes. (laughs) I felt left out because Dave got to do the voice earlier.
1: That sounds good when you do it, actually. It (laughs) doesn't sound at all strained or painful. Mm, It just means I'm not straining enough. Yeah, right. Strain a little harder. (laughs) 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 You know, truly, it's not just the voice. It's the look in your face. Mm -hmm. As you go...
0: That's for the PsychX podcast. Yeah, it really
1: is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
1: right, this is stupid. We have I to look stop like doing a
0: this. dog that's about to puke.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> well, little bit. You got that yeah. squinty eyed thing of and oh, like no. the
0: lips pull really far back. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Well, don't puke for God's sake.
0: Oh, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not a dog that has to puke. <laughs>
1: okay. It's just
0: a kind of face that I'm making.
1: Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Mm. It's
0: all about resemblance, <laughs> but not actually being that thing.
1: <clears throat>
0: you have an interesting topic for us.
1: Yes. Would you like to introduce this one?
0: Sure. I don't remember how I started reading about it, but I started reading about it while we were in Baltimore. Yeah. And immediately told you you should do this as your topic. Yeah. <clears throat> it is uh, possibly Parasite, possibly something else. Yeah. Called the Rope Worm. Yeah. It is, um, well, and I don't want to tell anything <laughs> else. I want you to tell us.
1: Yeah. Here, so I'll get us started by saying that uh, we have talked a lot on this show about the internet and its record for bad health advice, and this might very well be one of those things. Uh, I also want to say this is a Goose Chase episode where the the research I did, I literally just kept, like, detouring off, (sighs) and it took me to crazier and crazier places it's so, mm-hmm. like the premise was already weird, but then, he's just trying to
0: tell you guys to hold on to your butts.
1: Yeah, hold on to your butts for this one. This is a this is a real this is a real butt holding episode. Um, it's a wild ride. Let's start with the claim about rope worms. Um, this is I quoted this from a uh, from from a, a website called GlobalHealingCenter.com.
0: Hmm, Okay, I can guess what kind of quote it's gonna be.
1: Yeah, this says rope worm is a parasite different from other known parasites like roundworms and tapeworms, in that they resembled human feces and intestinal lining. Uh, Dr. Gubarev and Dr. Volinsky, researchers who first introduced the disease or the parasite at the 2013 International Chronic Disease Conference, estimate that every human being may be infected. With some type of rope worm. So like, if so, that's like ridiculous, right? Like a huge problem that Mm -hmm. everyone would be infected with them.
0: Although didn't we talk about the fact that like, if you have a parasite, was it on here that we talked about it? I don't know. That parasites aren't, yeah, it was part of the goop episode. If it's not causing you harm. Oh, right. You don't really need to address it. Yeah, sure. If it's not causing you harm. Now, the difference is that the people who claim that, you know, this is a parasite that everyone has also claim it's responsible for a lot of different things like food allergies and, and other things that are slightly like prolific, like that a lot of people experience and so they're blaming this thing that supposedly a lot of people have yes for ailments that a lot of people have
1: that's right i mean this is they get very broad with their claims uh in various places um i will say it's worth noting that all literally all of the highest ranking websites for this search term for rope worm come from websites with names like global healing center or organic allergy relief or heavenly healthy gourmet or better health guy it's all like you know websites that are promoting so, like sort of like alternative medicine type things or yeah. like you know stuff like that um nobody else is <clears throat> talking about this as though it's a thing
0: that's why i find it i found it interesting yeah cuz that's what i started seeing in the brief amount that i researched it yeah
1: um and in fact it seems like most people that that are you know regarded as as experts are like you know like uh sort of non-alternative health type you know what you might call doctors um doctors do not agree that this is a parasite at all but we'll get to that a little later right yes um I do not recommend looking up photos of ropeworm uh, unless you've already seen them. I imagine you have.
0: Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, but it is a little gross.
1: There are some really gross. I <laughs> I, I, hate myself for looking up images of ropeworms.
0: So just, just think about the fact that they say it resembles human feces or yeah. parts of the human intestine. It's yeah. like... It looks like a pinkish reddish brownish, yeah, kind of string, usually multiple kind of clumped together,
1: but they have like coils in them the way that like like sort of like the folds of brain matter that kind of look on them, some of them do anyway, yeah they a lot of them appear very different, um the top ranking image I found uh was they 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 were laid out horrifyingly. On a dinner plate uh. I don't know why In the hell somebody would do this uh, Other than for the sake of They are going to photograph them But why a dinner plate?
0: You can never use that plate again
1: No That plate, you have to smash that plate And throw <laughs> it away um,
0: <clears throat> Smash it
1: <clears throat> This person who was posting um, The the image on Curezone.org Their, their post said Um I've been seeing these mucusy ropes for almost three years. The first two photos are the most recent. They came out after doing the Gubarev-Volensky rope worm parasite protocol for two weeks, daily enema treatments of the eucalyptus leaf slash essential oil concoction. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They
1: initially started coming out in 2010 after I started juicing, eating lots of fruits and veggies, having monthly colonics, using Paragon, and taking a supplement called okra pepsin.
0: That's a lot of things that you're doing there, bubs.
1: That's a lot of things, right? I mean, that's no less than like what, what, you know, four to five different kinds of attempted treatments for.
0: Did you, uh, do you have anything on that um, Dr. Gubarev's thing?
1: I have a lot more on, I have a lot more on what I believe this is the same thing as something else. Um, but before we go there, let's go to another person, a YouTube user who appeared, um, whose video on YouTube claimed a huge, she's, she's, I don't, I didn't want to name her just because I'm, I'm like concerned maybe she's not well. Right. Okay. Um, but her video claimed. Uh, that she had been suffering for—I mean, the list she gave was enormous. It was—it was the kind of thing where it's like either everything is wrong in her body or she's a hypochondriac, and I'm not sure which. Right? Um, I mean,
0: there are people that do have a lot of health issues, and there are health issues that cause a lot of
1: right. symptoms.
0: Yeah. That you know you would might think they're unrelated, so she could have an actual something going on.
1: Yeah. Um, but basically, she lists out all these symptoms. She, you know, felt like she was essentially losing her mind. And she claimed that she she had been successfully treating her symptoms, which, again, I mean, they were things like facial tics and depression, anxiety and torturous thoughts and brain fog and all these kind of like different things that, you know, the uh, you know, mental as well as physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she claims that she has been or had to try to, to treat these things with. Coffee enemas, eucalyptus enemas, multiple seeds, spicy things, ozone, hydrogen peroxide, diatomaceous earth, cleanses, fasts, and more, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But eventually landed on a treatment known as CDMMS, which is chlorine dioxide miracle mineral solution.
0: I feel like I've heard of this thing before. Yeah? But continue.
1: So this treatment... Is found, it was provided to her by another YouTube user, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it w- came in the form of a book called Healing the Symptoms Known as Autism by a woman named Carrie Rivera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I said, this topic just kept opening up. Like I just it just kept taking me places I wasn't expecting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So <clears throat> right from there I started researching miracle mineral solution, right?
0: I did research on this at some point and again I don't remember why I think it I think I know why. I think I saw something about it somewhere else having to do with autism and yeah. so I fell down this rabbit hole. But
1: yeah, this is a yeah. thing that apparently a lot of people know about and have tried. Um, and when you hear more about it, you're gonna be sh- you're gonna you're gonna wish that wasn't the case.
0: I think I remember what it is, but <coughs> I still want you to tell us all about it.
1: So apparently, a, a sizable contingent of people use chlorine dioxide as a treatment for, among other things, HIV, malaria, hepatitis, the common cold, cancer, and yes, autism. Um, it is a mixture. of... Of uh, 28% sodium chloride with an acid like citric acid, Um, and it it produces this chlorine dioxide, right? And, uh, And according to Wikipedia, that is a potent industrial bleach and water cleaner.
0: God, I can't remember why I did all the reading on this, but I know I've read about this thing. Yeah?
1: Gosh, gotcha, yeah. I hope we haven't talked about it on this show already. That's what
0: I'm trying to remember.
1: We, we possibly could have so if I we I don't
0: I don't think so though.
1: I don't think so either.
0: I don't think so. But the the problem with this show, and also the good thing about this show There's is some that overlap. This is the kind the reason we chose this kind of show yeah. is because it's the kind of thing we'd be doing anyways. Because of that, it's the kind of thing we do anyways, and so sometimes I do research on stuff just because I see it, and I'm like, well, what the hell is this? Right. And it's not necessarily for the show, but I do it anyway, and then I can't remember what was for the show and what wasn't for the show.
1: Exactly. But Um, anyways,
0: yes, it's basically a type of bleach.
1: Yeah, which, um, by the way, I did not realize, I learned along the way here, there are a lot of chemicals that we refer to as bleach. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. I thought bleach was bleach.
0: It is a bleach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess, you know, Clorox is, is a mixture of some of these different bleaches. But there are lots and lots of chemicals that are bleaches and, and chlorine dioxide is one of them. Um. So I wrote, I like to entertain people's theories on this show to a point because it makes for a fun show. And I like to sort of like do the thought experiment of kind of going along with some of the things that we research and just consider them in my head for a moment. But mm-hmm. uh, but uh, in extremely strong t- terms, I have to say, do not ever take anything resembling this miracle mi- mineral solution. Uh, it is definitely poison. <laughs> it is super poisonous. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, people, you know, uh, you know have you know, are taking it because they're being encouraged that it's a treatment for all number of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wrote that the most upsetting thing, I think, is that the people selling and pushing and encouraging people to use this solution use the severe poisonous damage it does as its own selling point. So if the stuff causes, as it does, vomiting, nausea, and diarrhea to people who take it, you know, they they say that's, you know, evidence that it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's ridding you of toxins. Yeah. Right? Your body's rejecting all this stuff. It must be working, which is a pretty good way to get people to continue to drink bleach.
0: God, maybe I did talk about this on an episode. I'm going back and forth <clears throat> here, but yes, that's...
1: Yeah.
0: And also, it's just very sad to me that... One of the big things that they say it can help with is autism. And so it's very sad to me that you would rather literally ingest bleach or feed your child bleach yeah. than just let them be autistic yeah. and find ways to work with them and make their lives better for them. But, yeah. like, just, like, why is being autistic that bad? Yeah. And I understand that it's a spectrum and life is more difficult for some people on that spectrum and less difficult for others on that spectrum, but still like don't feed someone bleach. Yeah, right. A bleach. Like that doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. I do specifically remember the like claim of people being like, Well, that's just it working.
1: Well, and I feel like that's an insidious thing that has been said about other things too. Like it's it's a really easy lazy, you know, way to deal with the fact that you're you're causing someone harm. Yeah. Is well it must be working. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I wanted to point out that the BBC in 2015 did an exposé on this kind of thing. And this is going to lead us into a different territory, which is um, one of the, uh, purveyors of Miracle Mineral Solution is a guy named Leon Edwards. He's an American-based reverend at the head of the Genesis 2 Church. I had never heard of them before until, hmm. until now. Uh, the Genesis 2 Church describes itself as a non-religious church of health and healing. Um, at the time of the BBC approaching him undercover, because they did, they approached him undercover uh, to ask about this, um... He had been promoting MMS as a treatment for all kinds of things. It will not surprise you uh, to learn that at the at the the, the website for the Genesis Two Church, of their five menu buttons, one of them is dedicated to MMS. Like they're a, ch- a church ostensibly, but a non-religious church. But they're really. It seems like one of their biggest things that they try to do is get people Mr. to drink bleach. MMS. Right, like. <laughs> It's it's weird, like how large that is up in their church, right? Like, isn't that kind of odd?
0: It's weird <clears> to <throat> me for any church to be more focused on a product or medicine of sorts or supplement, yeah, than uh, some kind of doctrine, right? Right, like, it, there are non-denominational churches. Unitarian churches, that kind of thing. Yeah. But they still have like a unifying doctrine that is the most important thing to them. Yeah. And they usually don't specifically have like a product that they try to sell. They might sell things to raise money. Yeah. I like, you know my brother's church sells like coffee beans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that's like fundraising. You it's know. fundraising. Yeah. And they support like, the companies that make those beans, which are usually like,
1: yeah, but they're not the Church of Coffee.
0: It's right. It's not. They don't have. I'm pretty sure they don't have a giant link, <laughs> primarily like on the website. That's right. like the big tab. That's like you should have this coffee.
1: Right. Because that would be weird. Yes. Um.
0: And now, if they do, I'm gonna look foolish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, the BBC, like I said in 2015, they approached Leon Edwards under an alias about treatment for their autistic son right mm-hmm. This uh, treatment, like I said, is frequently recommended as a cure for autism. only they're like everyone else, they're very careful about the language they use. they say they, they say they can't say cure, but they euphemistically say it can purge the body of autism, which is a meaningless statement it of
0: doesn't course. sound. Better.
1: No. I mean, they're not allowed to use the very specific word cure, so they use something close enough. Right. You know? Um,
0: something that means remove entirely from.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, Leon Edwards had made the claim about his own use of miracle mineral solution. This is a quote I put it in my eyes, my nose, my ears, bathed in it, drank it, breathed it in my lungs. I got injected in my butt with it, end quote.
0: Okay, phrasing.
1: <laughs> I got injected in my butt with it.
0: It's just a poor sentence. It sure is. I had it injected in my butt. I injected it in my butt. Does he mean, like, I believe he means an enema, though. Does he mean an enema, or did he have, like, a like a booster shot of this bleach in his bum?
1: I'm, I feel like he must mean an enema, because... Again. In that
0: case, he should have said, "I did an M em- an M. Em- an, a- an M M&M. and I did an M M&M and M of this." Yeah. Um, funny thing, when I was trying to quickly look up MMS to jog my memory, um, I just kept getting links <clears throat> to M and Ms.
1: Don't get the boat, Go lay down. He's getting all hyped up.
0: I know, but like, if I don't touch him, then he just like puts his head on top of me. I
1: know. <laughs> he just keeps like sticking <laughs> his head on my lap while I'm talking. Um. So anyway. Um, one of the noteworthy things that the BBC expose turned up is Edwards's close personal connection with a man named Jim Humble. Jim Humble, another hard left in this story, um, because Jim Humble is the founder of that church, the, uh, the Genesis 2 church, and a former Scientologist.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: Um, I refer to him as the architect of diarrhea. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, so, um, basically it turns out Jim Humble, um, is the founder of the Genesis Church, but also the Genesis 2 Church, but also the creator of Miracle Mineral Solution.
0: Would you say that's a humble brag? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. I'm doing finger guns yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: you gotta call them out Get the kids do the finger guns yeah
0: this isn't the Psych eggs podcast no
1: um so yeah the thing is uh he originally called it Master Mineral Solution which I think is funny and interesting um stumbling across Jim Humble has opened this whole thing up for me uh because even a cursory search of his name turns up some really amazing headlines like, quote, Church of Bleach, ABC News confronts founder of Genesis 2 Church, or The Man Who Encourages the Sick and Dying to Drink Industrial Bleach, or Jim Humbles, MMS Fraud. (laughs) People are onto this guy in a huge way. Yeah. Um,
0: Except the people still taking it.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, what's really interesting to me is, like, When's the last time you came across something like this that there was no Wikipedia entry for a person? Right, because this guy has no. There's no Wikipedia entry on him. He's huh. mentioned elsewhere. Like he's mentioned in the MMS article on Wikipedia, but he isn't. He doesn't have a page, which I think is really interesting.
0: That is weird. <clears throat>
1: uh, most most people, you know, of of this this kind of. Well, I, I don't know. I guess people known well enough that the BBC does a sting on your church.
0: Right. Someone would make a wiki page. Yeah. If they saw the BBC documentary kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And also, like, it, all this stuff is out there about this guy and about MMS. Why are we not doing a Google search before we ingest bleach? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like... If someone else on YouTube tells you, hey, this is working for me, you should do it. Guys, please, like people, please promise me that before you just do the thing, you'll do a quick search.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Like, not to shame anybody, but we, we know that finding the truth can be hard mm-hmm. on the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. We know that it's difficult. We have to try to apply some, like, critical thinking to everything we do, especially if we're going to be ingesting something. Yeah. So just, like, do a quick Google search. If you don't have the time or you can't sort through the mumbo jumbo, email us. We'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, we Seriously, will so do it. Seriously, if you want to know... Like, if something seems advisable or if it seems legit or you want to know more about any topic, just ask us and we'll do the research. Yeah. And if it's something that, like, you want to know about immediately, we'll help you look into it sooner rather than later if you don't want to wait for us to do an episode about it. But, like, don't just take stuff because someone told you to take it.
1: I'll I'll add to that by saying... Maybe be extra careful with things that have the word miracle in them,
0: right? That's like
1: one of those things that should be a red flag to people, yes. When things claim to be miraculous, I am doubly or triply suspicious of them, yes, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, I found uh, I, I, I did find information on Jim Humble, but only really like as far as his like history and backstory, I it was only. Only from his personal website could I find that information, which is, of course, you know, it's his personal website. Right. Like a guy telling his own story. Um, He describes himself essentially as a former like health food store worker who, among other things, devised the most accurate method of determining nutrient deficiencies in people. Not sure how that works.
0: Uh, Did he say what that method was?
1: No, but it was something uh, computerized and electronic, like a primitive computerized, like, you know, back in the day. Okay. Uh, He claims to have healed his own broken neck in record time using magnets. Okay. He developed a secret state-of-the-art radio electronics, or developed many uh, state-of-the-art radio electronics, for several large aeronautics and automotive companies.
0: Okay.
1: Cured malaria... And then basically everything else with MMS.
0: Okay, but then, like, didn't tell anyone, so people still suffer from malaria? Yeah, right. I mean, there there are things you could do to mitigate it, but people still get malaria. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, the thing is, he's claiming that MMS will cure that, too. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, this is very interesting to me. The MMS cure and I think this is very relevant, is not made free to the public. Yeah. You gotta buy a book. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Listen to this bullshit reasoning for why you have to buy their book. Good health is serious business, and for optimum health recovery, you must have the complete picture, or at least as much as is presently possible. We simply cannot put all the information here on this website. We spent over three years working to get this guidebook to you. It covers 20 years of working with hundreds of thousands of people from around the world. Those people have told us what has worked best for them, and we boiled it down in this new book.
0: No, you know what this sounds like? Someone who learned a lot from Scientology.
1: I wrote, does this guy remind you of someone?
0: For people who don't know much about Scientology, it's a very foot-in-the-door kind of tactic. Yeah. They uh, have you do a personality test They tell you all the things that are wrong with you. They also tell you that you're lovely and they love you and you're awesome and they want to help you. Mm -hmm. Then they charge you lots of money so they can help you. And every step of the way, it's more and more and more money. And the reasoning for not just being able to give you all the info at once and having to do it in stages and the reasoning for charging you so much money for it is that this is dangerous stuff. Yeah. And if you, you can't handle the don't truth. go through with it, yeah, which is funny because Tom Cruise is a Scientologist <laughs> um if you don't go through with it the right way and aren't kind of coached through it correctly, you could literally die, all yeah, right, you could get pneumonia <clears throat> and die, yeah, um that's a real claim that Scientology makes, I'm not exaggerating, yeah, um. That is bullshit Yeah That's not If something really works That's not how you do it Yeah If you want to sell a product Sell a product But don't claim it's the end all be all And then act like there's not enough space on the internet For all the information you've gathered
1: Yeah Right that, exactly Like we people just...
0: need more guidance than just <laughs> doing the thing
1: It won't fit in the internet It's too We tried but the internet's <laughs> just too small for it
0: And also if If it's scientific typically sound yeah then you need to be able to replicate it yeah. and you need to feasibly be able to replicate that under of course the same kind of circumstances but the circumstances can't be so fucking specific that yeah. other people can't just replicate it yeah so if you need like a whole book and all this information that you supposedly gathered over the years just to make it work for people yeah I don't believe that that's scientifically sound. I don't either. I mean, I already didn't because it's bleach. But <laughs> if I had gotten to that point, that's another red flag.
1: Yeah. it's The book is called the MMS Health Recovery Guidebook. And if you buy it, you are being taken for a ride. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I went back to uh, what does MMS do to you anyway? Uh, what is the what is what is going on with it? Right. Yeah. Um, I said, back to one of the things that got my attention in the first place was that book, Curing the Symptoms Known as Autism by Carrie Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote, by this point, you should not be totally surprised to learn that she is a bishop in Jim Humble's church. Okay. So there's a connection there. Um, I, uh, I also wrote, uh, you should not be surprised to learn what is going to fall here, which is that it's you know, chlorine dioxide. We know now at this point it is a highly noxious chemical. Uh, we know it's being marketed to people as a cure for everything. People are taking it as drops. They take it as an oral solution. People are taking it as an enema. A highly abrasive and toxic chemical is being marketed to be taken in a whole bunch of ways, right? So, probably
0: don't put bleach up your butt.
1: Yeah, probably don't do that. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like a good idea on the face of it.
0: Yeah, on the butt of it. On it doesn't sound like a good idea.
1: So I want to call out a YouTuber here who I thought was really helpful. Uh, his name is Miles Power. Uh, he did It's a, a good name. It is a great name. Uh, he did a very sort of helpful video on MMS. Uh, he pointed out, um, you know, some things previously mentioned here, including the fact that MMS enemas are being recommended to and administered to kids, which I think is like, without a doubt child abuse.
0: Yes. Kids and people who are otherwise already sick.
1: <sighs> yeah. Um it's yeah, it's it's rough, right? Um he he states the following here and I wanted to transcribe it an exact an exact quote from him because I thought it was just a very helpful way to 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 see it. Um how can this compound basically attack all these nasty things? How can it attack certain bacteria, certain viruses, certain genetic conditions? How can it do that? It can't. Chlorine dioxide or any of the compounds generated in this manner will basically react with whatever they come into contact with. Mm -hmm. It has no way of specifically going after certain viruses or bacteria.
0: Yeah, it can't be specifically targeted to a billion different things. Right. It is going to degrade any cells it comes into contact with. Yeah. Like... Bleach Yeah Have you ever noticed that like if you get bleach on your skin it feels soapy Yeah right It's because it's eating away at the proteins in your skin yeah. And that's what any That's what a bleach is going to do to any Material it comes in contact with
1: Right um, So yeah So anyway back This is the conclusion of the story basically right um, The rope worm Let's go back to the rope worm Most scientifically credible explanations for it uh, are basically that people are, you know, whatever people are pooping out here (laughs) is not a parasite at all. Most credible analysis is that anything that people are calling a rope worm is not, you know, based soundly in any physiology and it is, in fact, the shedding of their own intestinal tissue.
0: Or like mucus or something. Yeah,
1: basically good, healthy tissues that have been... You know, like, sloughed, sloughed off, off by, you know, like, interventionary means.
0: Like, maybe bleach enemas. Yeah. Or other abrasive enemas. Right. When I when I did research and quickly, like, I didn't do a whole lot because I stopped when I was like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, make Dave do it for me. Um, but what I came across is, like, some of the people who were claiming to have expelled these ropeworms had done... An enema of, like, eucalyptus and lemon, and it was an enema that you held inside of you for, like, 15 minutes.
1: Oh, my God. Which like
0: lemon uh, juice? Right. And I don't know how you do that, but... <laughs> you
1: gotta have a good clench.
0: Gravity. Um, <laughs> but you... Like, that is abrasive. Yeah. If you put lemon juice in your hair, it'll bleach your hair. Right. And uh, obviously expose it to the sun. Yeah. But, like... It is an abrasive chemical. If you've ever gotten, like, any citrus on you for a little while, got in the corners of your mouth, you might get a little itchy. Mm -hmm. It's an abrasive. Yeah. Like, thing. It has a high acid content.
1: Yeah, and as such, it's, like, not hospitable to tissues.
0: Right. To hold it inside of a sensitive part of you for quite a while, like, that could cause some damage.
1: Yeah, like. Why would anyone be surprised if that causes like skin damage to the insides of them?
0: But those same people are—I mean—they have the argument that sure, maybe it could damage the insides of you, but it would absolutely damage any yeah. parasites you had inside of you.
1: You know, I think of that—that that poor woman that whose YouTube video I saw that had all of these symptoms. Right, Boba.
0: He's eating something. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Well, it's she's got like all of these symptoms, right? That like have been driving her crazy, and mm-hmm. you know, and she considers herself to finally be, you know, healing herself of these conditions by using. So the thing is, like, you have the parasite, quote unquote, presents itself to you after taking a treatment, right? Like it proves itself that you had the parasite, so that you keep treating yourself with the parasite, but that doesn't ex- that it doesn't exist, you know, like it It just seems like there's such a connection between from what I saw people talking about this and also using all kinds of cleanses and cures and the MMS solution is a very popular one. It seems to me like these things are super connected
0: yeah they're they're targeting people,
1: <clears throat> yeah and i and I feel like the people that are demonstrating some kind of weird rope worm parasite are people who are already trying to treat stuff with strange stuff, yeah. So I guess that would be my conclusion to this episode is having gone around this thing. I mean like I do not believe people who aren't already trying to treat something are going to experience this weird creepy tissue. I think yeah. that, I think that they are they are the 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 effect not the cause of something. Mhm. Um
0: yeah, they're they're seeing the results of other things they're trying to do. They're they're not seeing the evidence of what was causing their problems.
1: Uh uh-huh. and I guess my last major piece of uh, of advice, or recommendation, is do not put bleach in your butt or the butt of a loved
0: one. Yeah, don't do that.
1: Don't bleach your butts.
0: Also, don't. I <laughs> mean, I mean, if you really want to bleach the outside of your butthole, you can do it. I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess.
0: But, like, definitely don't put it inside of you. Yeah. And um, don't eat it.
1: Yeah, don't eat bleach. Don't eye drop bleach. For God's sakes. It's just, that to me is, I I could not believe that people are willing to do this. And it just sort of, it makes me think of, like... uh, like uh, sort of the thing with uh, the Church of Subgenius and, and Scientology where it was like, let's see who can make a better religion, right? Let's like, yeah. that, that, that sort of bet, you know. It's like, let's see if we can get people to consume bleach. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like a prank, like a big evil prank.
0: It's a prank, dude.
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's basically, I think, my conclusion is out of all this, I don't believe the rope worm is actually a thing. I'm fairly certain people are shedding their intestinal lining because they're putting some really caustic stuff in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I started to conclude, but I I didn't go to all these different places with it. And, And when you and I talked about this beforehand, you told me, I think you know the beginning and the end, but there's a lot in the middle. And I, I think that was a very true assessment.
1: Yeah. I I had no idea that this Church of Genesis 2 existed. Even the name sounds like a joke. Yeah. It's like a silly... The sequel to... I don't know, whatever. Uh, just the the roots of the Scientology thing and the sort of grandiose claims of I, this I guy. I can't
0: help but wonder if there is something outright insidious to it Yeah. with someone who did come out of a place like Scientology, a, a group like Scientology. Yeah. Like, most times when you leave a cult, you're... You leave a cult because you realize how bad it is, how dangerous it is, how yeah. they've harmed you. Like, there's... Certain things you have to do in mental gymnastics you have to do in order to finally, like, come to the realization that this is not a good thing and you have to get out. Yeah. So, to then turn around and use the same tactics just seems, like, very harmful to me.
1: Yeah. It it, it just, it felt weird. It felt like this guy was doing his own personal L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Now I don't have enough you know, on this guy to claim that. But what I do have on him is that he's encouraging people to drink bleach and pay him for the privilege of learning how to do it. Yeah. That's not sadistic. I don't know what else. I, I
0: just don't. And and he can mitigate the consequences by saying, well, if someone did it and they didn't get my book and they hurt themselves, I yeah. told them not to do that. I told them they needed my book because I need to teach him the specific way to ingest bleach. <laughs> right.
1: It, uh, it just, this research took me in so many directions I wasn't expecting. Um, I had no idea people were consuming bleach willingly. I had like, I had no idea. I had no idea people were advocating I, that as I a treatment I did have an children. idea, but
0: I don't know why.
1: Yeah, right. You know
0: what? I do know why. why. At some point I had seen an article that said people are feeding their children bleach for autism, and I started going down the rabbit hole.
1: Well, there you go. That's why. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that. Gosh, it's just everything. It's we can cure everything. malaria with it. We can cure HIV with it. God, that we always get a little bit fired up about people that take advantage of people. Yeah. This is a big one.
0: I don't. I don't like people being preyed upon. I don't like people being hurt. And it just seems so obvious that you shouldn't. I know. Eat or otherwise put bleach inside of you. And I get that this isn't like bleach you get at the grocery store, but it is a bleach. Yeah. And it is absolutely dangerous. It is absolutely caustic. And you should not put it inside of you.
1: Yeah.
0: Or even apply it to your skin or put it on your eyeballs. Yeah. If you read the label for a product like this or a product Mm -hmm. containing this chemical, it would advise you not to do all those things. And if you called poison control. Yeah. And you asked them. They would advise you not to do all those things. Yeah. So don't do all those things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't do all those things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, my advice and I'm sticking to it.
1: That's it. That's all I got. It's pretty good. It's all right.
0: It's all don't, right. don't eat bleach. And uh, if you see rope worms in your poo, maybe yeah. go to your doctor and find out why you're sloughing off parts of your intestines. <laughs> yeah. If d- you don't already know
1: keep a good eye on your poops is what we're saying
0: don't do really intense enemas you know probably just don't do an enema unless you're like super constipated yeah, unless, or something. unless
1: there's a really good reason yeah. you have to do you that. don't
0: need to cleanse your intestines is no. what i'm saying no, the, they, they take care of that it's there's it you poop stuff out for a reason
1: <laughs> yeah right it's all moving along in there
0: it's all kind of self-cleaning
1: yeah, just let it go
0: yeah, it's an intricate, delicate balance our bodies have. mm mm-hmm. It knows what it's doing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just, this topic surprised the hell out of me. It really did.
0: Well, I thank you for embarking on that wild ride for me. Yeah. And for the fans. And for the, and for the nice people. For the people.
1: Speaking of you nice people, if you have any topics for us, please do uh, send them to us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. We have a we have a handful here left on our list, but we we're starting to reach a point where we're going to need to uh, broaden our focus a little bit and look for some new things. If you've got yes. an idea, we'd love to see it.
0: Uh, again, if you have any suggestions for beer names for yeah. beers for Dave to brew, we're going to be taking a look at that list pretty soon. I think because yeah, Dave's so. going to want to brew. Um, we have a thread on the Facebook. You could add it there, or you can email us. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Um. So anyway, this has been another episode of Goose Chase.
0: Goose Chase.
1: Uh, we will see you next week when uh, Chrissy presents a topic for us. Yes. And and uh, in, in the meanwhile, uh, I guess have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you then. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye.
0: You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase podcasts on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Pod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com.
1: If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play.
0: Want to go on a Goose Chase? Ooh, yes.